Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Milwaukee, start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, sports cars, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Now, here's your host, Steve Zockey. And welcome to the Final Inspection Show. Steve Zockey along with the Polish pipe. I'm Jeff Orlowski. Hey, Steve. What's happening? It is, uh, we're, we're, we're right in the summer. Summer, summer is here, and we got racing, racing all weekend, and we got a lot of news coming up, and a lot of fun stuff on this show today. Uh, probably the the biggest news, probably locally, of course, you know all the the, the local short tracks and that are open, uh, including the legendary uh, Great Lakes Dragway. So make sure if you get a chance, get down to Great Lakes Dragway where they have drag racing, and they are running right now. In fact, and all weekend. And also, we got the Slinger Super Speedway. They're running lots of tracks. We got Beaver Dam that's running. They're going to have sprint cars up there. All this stuff's happening. And then this week, also, Road America is going to have fans. In fact, it's probably just easier if I just read the press release here. It's a short one uh, from Road America, of course. Road America is back on track and excited to welcome back all the friends for, for the remainder of the 65th anniversary season. As we open the gates, here's the plan. We're going to be kind and patient with each other. We're going to be considerate of our gate personnel, security, retail, concession staff, and we're going to be understanding of any new policies and procedures. And we're going to enjoy everything that America's National Park of Speed has to offer. To all you, we have made Road America special over the years, and above all else, we want to help help us prove that Road America is the safest place to watch a race. With that being said, we encourage everybody to follow safe practices at Road America, such as social distancing, maintaining six feet from others, frequent hand washing, and using one of the many new sanitizer stations located throughout the facility. Cloth face coverings are also recommended in areas where social distancing is difficult to maintain. For additional details, go to Road America's Active Measures Against COVID-19. Check out our webpage at roadamerica.com backslash safety so we were we had uh, of course john everett on a couple of weeks ago we were talking about this and i think for uh for the fans probably one of the easiest places 
to maintain social distancing and all that would be at Road America with the camping. I mean, it's a four-mile racetrack, Jeff, and lots of areas where you can kind of get lost if you want to. And and let, let, let's let, let's face it, if you want to be alone at Road America, it's not too hard, is it? No, it's not. And, uh, you know, I, I'll never forget the first time that I went out there. I basically walked that track twice. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, I was tired the next day. So there's there's tons of space, tons of, you know, uh, you can spread out and, uh, you know, you can watch it from the grass. You don't have to be on the grandstands or anything like that that they have. Uh, but, yeah, you know, a perfect place for them to, uh, you know, for them to be able to hold a race and, and all that. So, you know, it, this is great news and a huge step in the right direction. Well, I remember, uh, you know, I've, I've- my cousin uh, took my cousin out there uh, the year before last, and her and her husband. And I took her in a car, and I was basically driving around. And thinking back at it, I mean, it, it's pretty easy if you want to drive to kind of to each area. You know, whether mm-hmm. whether it's inside turn one that that's opened up, you can go on top of the hill, kind of, or inside turn three. There's a big hill area. There's an area you can park your car, get out, kind of walk. You know walk around, stretch your legs, watch a little bit of the race. You can go down in between turns three and five, the long straightaway, which which where we used to camp back in the old cart days of the late 80s, a bunch of us. There's inside and outside of turn five. Going up the hill to turn six is can be a little more crowded, as is the inside of turn five. But still, that's such a big area. There are spaces where you, you, know, you can kind of spread out, and most people want to anyways. The only... The only place where it might be tough is is at the fence. But I think if you're going to be at the fence, it's going to be your own personal decision whether you know how close you want to get to other people. But I think what they're trying to say is let's be uh, you know conscious of, of the people next to you. You know if there's somebody if there's somebody there with a mask and somebody's trying and you walk real close to them, they kind of you know ease away. They they, they might have you know you might feel well, this guy's overacting, but you don't know if he has an underlying condition or he needs to do that. So I think what they're trying to say is just be nice and be cognizant of who you're who you're around with and who you might rub, rub literally uh, who you're rubbing elbows with. Yeah, you know, just be uh, respectful of others. And, uh, you know, uh, I know personally I am not scared of the whole corona thing. I uh, am a anti-masker, and uh, I uh, remain that way now. I've been that way from, from the, uh, the start. And, uh, you know, so when I go out to Road America, I'm not going to be wearing a mask. But, yeah, if somebody, if I walk up and, and somebody's close or, you know, we're in a uh, an area that, uh, you know, where it's hard to social distance, somebody gives me the side eye or something like that, yeah, I'll back up. You know, I, I'm, I'm respectful and, uh, you know, I've got no problem moving and I'm in one of the high-risk groups. So, uh you know, just be, you know, just be smart and uh, and be nice, and that's all it is. You know, like you said, it's all about personal. Uh, you know, your personal. Uh, what do you call it? Space. Well, personal space, but you know, it, it just depends on how open you are to to being open. Yeah, you know? and if there's some people that are going to be, I don't want to say paranoid, but there's more people that are going to be taking more precautions. But there might be some underlying reasons for that that we're not aware of. So just be respectful of that. Exactly. You know, just because you and you know you and I are not overly concerned 
on certain things, but I, I mean, I am, I am real cognizant about washing my hands and, and, and having wipes in the car and that, that kind of stuff. I understand that. And some of the other stuff, I mean, let's face it, there's been a lot of conflicting information over the last three or four months. Oh, of course So the bottom know. line is, well, I think that we can all agree on, is just basically washing your hands and don't touch your face. Because we've known for years and years and years, that's how you get the flu, that's how you get the cold, and that's how it's the easiest way to, uh, to transmit germs between people are those two reasons. So Yeah, you know, it's just what you're comfortable with, and... Uh... You know, like I said, this is fantastic news for Wisconsin. It's fantastic news for Road America and for racing. On the flip side of this, I got the uh, the message from uh, the track up in Sturgeon Bay, and they are closed and canceling this season. Are they really? Uh, because their Door County Health Department, um, you know, doesn't feel it's safe to have, you know, I guess on an average night they draw like 250 or so people. And... Um, and they don't feel that uh, that that's a uh, a good idea. Now, you know, Door County's funny because Sturgeon Bay, you know, is, is a normal kind of cross section of people, but anywhere north of there in Door County, you know, the average age is about eighty. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's waiting to die up there, and uh, so those people, I guess, are scared out of their freaking minds. But I was up there for Memorial Day weekend, and we were driving through uh, Sister Bay and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, man, the restaurants were packed. You know, no one had masks on, no social distancing. The bars, you know, they had the patios out. It was a beautiful weekend up there. Just absolutely mobbed with people. So, I, you know, it was shocking to me that, uh, you know, that, that they closed it for the season, but that's what they chose to do. Is it is it a way for them to kill the red track? Well, you know, they killed it for a year, and now they're trying to bring it back. So I don't think they're trying to kill it again. But no, I, I meant the the powers to be up there. They want to get rid of it. Well, I think it's just a case of uh, extreme CYA cover mm-hmm. your you know what, and uh, you know I it, it boggles my mind. But um, you know, on the announcement, if you read some of the comments under it, and it's like the Hill Raceway, uh, it's called you know. There's other tracks saying, yeah, you know, this is uh, horrible news and we feel bad for you. But, hey, race fans, come down here. We're wide open and ready for you, you know, and good for them. You know, just because, uh, you know, one track is uh, is scared to open doesn't mean that the other ones can't sit there and try to take their, uh, their fans away. And, uh, you know, if that's what happens, that's what happens. And, you know, it, uh, it's all the, the choice that, choices that you make. So... You know, uh, obviously there's, uh, you know, there's different um, degrees of, uh, you know, different chances of, of catching it, no matter where you are. Obviously, Milwaukee's the, the hot spot, biggest city in the state, blah, blah, blah. Up there, very, very, very little number of people have it. But like I said, they're all old and they're freaked out. So, you know, it, uh, they're not comfortable and, and they closed the track for the 2020 season. So Road America, of course, their schedule coming up. They got the June sprints, June uh, 12th through the 14th. The SVRA Vintage Weekend is June 19th through the 21st. That replaced the original IndyCar scheduled uh, weekend. So the SVRA Vintage Racing will be up there that weekend. And you have the the Superbikes will be up there June 26th, 28th. And that's the return of the Superbikes that were out there last weekend with no fans. But this time on the 
June 26th through the 28th. It will be fans. And then, of course, the IndyCar uh, Rev Group Grand Prix, uh, which is July 9th through the 12th now. And then, uh, so lots of stuff coming up at uh, Road America. And then let's not forget the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Of course, this weekend is the Summit Super Series at Great Lakes Dragway, running today and tomorrow. So make sure you get out to Great Lakes Dragway. Yeah, absolutely. Great lakes, great food, great people, great drinks, and uh, and hell hell of good action on the track, too. So, uh, you know, definitely get out there. I'm looking forward to getting back to Road America that double header with with IndyCar, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's a cool idea. We've seen the double headers in in Detroit for forever, um, so I'm I'm excited. That'll, that'll be neat, and of course we have some Indy Lights news also coming up. We'll be talking about that at the top of the first hour, and more coming up on the Final Inspection Show. Uh, you could, you've, of course, been listening to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, like we said before. Summit Super Series at Great Lakes Dragway running out there this weekend. I'm Steve Zotke, along with Jeff Orlowski. We'll be back after this in just a moment. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. Steve Zotti along with the Polish pipe pump, Jeff Orlowski, talking NASCAR. And how about that Brad Keselowski? Kind of locked himself into another one, didn't he? He sure as hell did. Right place, right time. And uh, he was the beneficiary, that's for sure, man. I uh, I didn't think there was a chance in hell Brad was going to walk away with that trophy. And uh, that was one heck of an exciting finish. I mean, that's... and and and. That kind of shows where you don't have to get too – it doesn't have to turn into days of thunder. You can just have good hard racing and guys pushing it and, and, and you have a good race. I mean, oh. you, don't, you don't have to dump guys. I mean, you know, you, you, had, you had a good battle for lead and you had Chase Elliott run it in there deep and, you know, I mean – Guys have been guys. The drivers were battling their grip level all day, which is good. I mean, I get. I guess I get frustrated when NASCAR goes to whether it's California or Fontana or a track like that, where the the Xfinity guys and the Cup guys can pretty much run two races and there's no spins. Right. I mean, there might be an accident just because some guy took out somebody, but I mean, the cars are never loose. You know. Uh, or, or a guy hits a wall because his tire blew out. Right. I'm talking about, you know, guys are fighting it. You can see them fighting the steering wheel left and right, correcting. And we were seeing that in Bristol. And I, I, that's, you know, I've always said, you know, drivers, real good drivers make make it look easy. And you, it's just true with any sport. But you, you got to have, you know, not not every, you know, every, every <laughs> receivers don't catch every ball in the NFL. Basketball players don't make every basket, and drivers should not be running 500 laps or 500 miles at a track, all 40 of them without ever spinning. Mm-hmm. Then it's too easy. Yeah, no, I agree. I uh, a few uh, thoughts on on this race, and I'll try to make them all quick. Uh, hell of a finish. Uh, I think that victory lane um, and the inter- well, I think the interviews afterward uh, showed what a hypocrite Chase Elliott is. Uh, you know, the um, uh, a week or two before he was sitting there and 
and and pissed off and wanted uh, an apology from Kyle Bush because oh he he dumped me and he was wrong and all this well, kind of I stuff. Said at the moment he does the same damn thing and then he doesn't apologize like a little bit. And uh, so yes, you know, and obviously you know he's won. He now that Dale Junior's gone, he's the most popular driver, wins it every year. So I'm sure there's a lot of you in uh, in Chase Nation that are listening, and I don't care. He's a hypocrite. He acted like a little baby after the race. Uh, I think that the the traction compound. I think Bristol this weekend showed that it's a good thing for NASCAR because not only did you have the the high line and the low line, you know some work better. Uh, you know, the low line worked better right at the start of uh, of a run. The high line worked better the later you went. But there were two distinct lines, both semi-equal, and it made for a hell of a race. It was kind of like the old Bristol was back, but with less, with less dumping of people. You know, you didn't have to do the bump and run, lay the chrome horn down to, to get around guys. So I, I thought it was an exciting race. I think that... Uh, that they got it right in the the PJ one that uh, that they've been putting down and they put down on some of these racetracks. I think it worked to perfection at Bristol, and uh, you know I, I I thought it was entertaining. My one last uh, quick thought is that NASCAR has the worst commentators known to man. Uh, you know Jeff Gordon, and you know you just talked about it here and, and grip level and how you know you don't like watching. Uh, you know, a combined two races, so six hours of racing and no one spins. I don't like sitting through six hours of racing, and all you hear about is grip. Grip this, grip that, grip this, grip that, grip this, grip that. <laughs> Come on. Freaking killing me here. And Mike Joyce, you know. Come on. You know, he's putting me to sleep, man. What did you think about Monday night with Kyle and Kurt Busch? I thought Kurt. I thought Kyle was good and Kurt was, meh. yeah. You know, uh, I'm 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 really surprised. I mean, no, I shouldn't say that. But some of the guys are really. You know, I really hate the, the, this. Really, this really hurts me to say this. But Joey Logano is pretty good too. He is. Clint Kevin Boyer, Harvick's good. Harvick's fantastic. Boyer's good. Boyer's very good. Yeah. You and know, Boyer brings a personality, and as long as the uh, TV guys don't get to him and turn him right. into a character like Michael Waltrip, Boyer will be great for years and years to come. Yeah, Waltrip is, is, needs to go. I'm yeah. sorry. But, but Mike just, Joy, man, Jesus Christ. Uh, you know... <sighs> He could sit there and put put a guy who's on a four day bender to sleep in a heartbeat. He's, I don't, you know. And I, I, I've met Mike Joy, and he, there's a lot of people that didn't like him. I mean, there's there's people when he was doing Formula One back in the day with ES, I think it was ESPN or CBS or wherever he was doing Formula One, had a petition to get him off Formula One. They hated him. Okay. And I mean, I understand the guy's bought and bought and sold. You know, I mean, the guy's yeah. making. You know, bar- wheelbarrows full of money doing this, and he's not gonna, you know, he, he's not gonna pee on the, the the corporate name. No, he's a shill. Yeah, he's a shill. And but you know, yeah, he's it just I don't know. It's I mean, let's face it, he's been doing it for twenty years now. I don't hate him. 
No, I don't hate him either. It's just it's boring and it's tired. Jeff Gordon has gotten into, do we want to say a rut? Yes. He's in a grip rut. That's too, all he talks about. Too er, it, this is too early into his career for that. It is. You know, um, and is it because is it because DW's gone? I don't know. I you know, I think they might need a third person there. As long as you know I like the I think truck DW guy. made him might have made him better because it was like I think Gordon might have been listening to him saying, Oh, that ain't really right. So let me let me in. So he was more maybe because he wasn't because there, he had less talking, right? So he's listening more, and he's he wasn't here. The star of the show, and he and he's hearing DW, and he's you now he's thinking, okay, now let me correct him, but I want don't want to step on toes. And he he was very good at that. Yes, and let's face it, he's been a, he's been in front of the media for going on thirty years. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they do need a third person, but I mean. It's There's hard a, to come up with a, a fantastic. This, 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 I'm excited team. about this new group of guys, the guys we've talked about, Boyer, even Logano, and he, you know these guys aren't going to be the, the unfortunate thing or fortunate, depending on your feeling. Is these guys aren't going to be in a booth anytime soon, except for maybe Boyer next year. We're thinking maybe <laughs> he might be in there. Well, and uh, a second place finish for him. So congratulations yeah. to Clint. But uh, but he's gonna crash this one. But I mean I, I I mean Jeff Burton and Bo- I know there's some people like Bobby Labonte, uh, Tabo Dine, those guys. I'm sorry, just just Michael Waltrip, that group. I, no, you know, I'll, and uh, Jeff Burton's a nice guy. He can do his shows, but I don't want him on a race telecast. Well, throw Steve Letard in there too, with that voice. You know who was really good was yeah Letard. Um, bu- 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 I like the the, oh. the dude from the truck series. No, you know you, the the guy. Um, I'm having a brain fart. The guy who we had on last week, who did media. Uh, Kyle Bush's chief mechanic. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Fantastic. Yes, he. Uh, yeah, that's why I played it. Oh, I was yeah. listening to the press conference. And I'm like, this is really like interesting stuff. We didn't get his play as much as I wanted to because we talked too much, but it was really good. Yeah, there's guys that they could pick out, um, you know, that that could do a better job. You know, I, I don't know the contracts on these guys, how long they're locked in for, blah, 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 the financials and, and the ins and outs. And, you know, and I'm sure that Mike Joy helps sell for NASCAR. And, uh, you know, he's a respectable, you know, he's been the face for a long time of, of these telecasts and all that kind of stuff. So. You know, there, there's not a lot of negatives besides the fact that he's boring as hell. And I've been hearing some negative stuff on Adam Alexander, which I'm kind of neutral on. But I thought, I thought the the Affinity races Monday was really good with Kyle Busch. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Adam Alexander, you know, I'm I'm forty nine fifty one. Forty nine, uh, I like him. Fifty one, I don't. A lot of the times, I feel like he just yells at me, and uh, and it gets annoying. Um, I think his shtick on NASCAR Race Hub is is played out and boring. Uh, and like I said, I, I feel like he yells at me when I watch that show. <laughs> I don't watch that show a lot because, uh, you know, after the whole uh, France, uh, you know, DUI right, yeah. and, and driving with pills that they just kind of swept 
basically completely ignored. Uh, you know, it showed that they're not a credible uh, news organization, you know, where, where you want to go and uh, and get actual facts about NASCAR. So, you know, he does he does a lot of things very, very well. Uh, but I just, you know, my problem is, is sometimes I, I think he's just yelling at me. That's a good point. And but... a lot of people say the same thing about me. You know, I, I, I listen to our show. I'll go back and, and you know, kind of critique how I did and stuff like that during the week. Uh, you know, I'll listen to our show on uh, on the podcast. Hot take, Jeff. And, is that what we're going to call you now? Hey, you know, <laughs> and uh, you know how I how I could try to to be better at at what I do. And you know, I hate my voice on the on the radio. I think I sound uh, stupid, and uh, you know, I think my voice is annoying. Uh, it sounds annoying to me when I go back and listen really? to it. It's not. Well, I appreciate that, but um, and I will write you a check. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it it's hard to get a good crew. And, you know, I, I didn't mean to derail this. I just uh, because, you know, the truck race at Bristol was phenomenal with, with Chase winning uh, over Kyle Busch. You know, that was great. There's some good. I mean, there was a lot of good let's action face it, at Bristol. We've seen. OK, we've seen three tracks since they've come back. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Darlington. Yep. Awesome. We love it. Charlotte. Better than usual. Yes. Better than usual and better than it's been in like the last five to seven years. And I don't know if it's because of the eight or nine week layoff and all that. We were just hungry right. for it, uh, for NASCAR to return more than normal. But I was more entertained at Charlotte with both the 600 and the uh, the delayed Thursday night race than I thought I was going to be. Okay. Point taken. And then Bristol. So, I mean... We, we, you have, at least in Steve and Jeff's world, two of the top five of our favorite tracks. Yes. So yeah. now we have Atlanta, which was cool till they ruined it, but now it's so, the track surface is so god awful, it's actually kind of good again. It is. And I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, uh, I want to say it was what, two, three years ago, where, um, you know, basically. A caution came out with, uh, you know, I think they were getting ready for a green-white checker, and every single leader, like one through 18, all came in to pit for four tires. And you never see that. No. And Kevin Harvick ended up winning, you know, uh, um, before they ruined the track and all that kind of stuff. You know, he was dominating it at Atlanta. Uh, I But this well, year this year's those, going to be interesting. For, for, for those who are maybe a little bit newer to support, Atlanta used to be a two-mile or one point eight. Well, it was it was an oval. It was a true oval, right? And so, Google one of the greatest race race uh, races of all time. That of course is the nineteen ninety two Atlanta five hundred, the last race of the year in nineteen ninety two, which Alan Kowicki won the Winston Cup championship. Uh, but and if you look at the old, that was the old Atlanta. It was a true oval, and then uh, Speedway Motorsports bought it and turned it into a cookie cutter with the weird front. Straight away, they turned it around, did all that stuff, which I hate. But it's going to be interesting now, this year because normally it's the second race of the year, right after Daytona. Uh, it's colder it, down it, yeah, in Yeah, it's Atlanta. usually about forty degrees. <laughs> you know, yeah, usually it's colder down there. Uh, now, you know, 
you're It'll looking you're going to be looking at uh you know I, well beginning of june and almost middle of june it is going to be hot and these guys are not used to racing on that track in conditions like this you take away the practice time and stuff like that it could get interesting I thought it was a cool point they brought up during the race uh, that Menken still has not done a practice session yet. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> just, get, get, just get in a race. You know? So And good for him, and he's got to love that. You know, I forgot what football player, you know, said it, but, you know, Sundays are free. I get paid for Monday pre- yeah. through Saturday. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. And, uh, and I'm sure that the NASCAR guys feel the same thing with all the duties that they have, both sponsor and... And team-related, you know, these guys are, are sure as hell a lot busier than I am. And, uh, you know, traveling all around the country. And, you know, uh, and since the season is so damn long normally, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's a lot of work. And I, I would imagine that, you know, the veterans, anybody who's been in the series for at least five years is loving this. Well, and they're saying, well, you know, Kenseth's getting back. And he, Matt Kenseth is in better shape now than he's ever been in his life. So, Oh, yeah. It's, I don't think that's an issue. You know, it, uh, you know, he's, yeah, he's in great shape and he hasn't lost his edge and all that. Well, he said he never retired, which is true. I mean, yeah, you just, but that's been true of a lot of drivers. You know, our own David Hobbs has never officially retired, <laughs> even though he's retired. But I mean, he just never, never, right. never, never had to party, as they say. Let's take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to talk more, more NASCAR coming up after this on the Final Inspection Show. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. Hey, welcome back to the Final Inspection show. Steve Zockey along with Jeff Verlosky. And like to thank, of course, the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove for supporting the show. Make sure you get out there this weekend. Today and tomorrow for the Summit Super Series at Great Lakes Dragway. Lots of cool drag racing action at the famous Quarter Mile. Just a burnout west of I-94. On County KR. You betcha. Yeah, so good ma- stuff. Make good sure stuff. you get out there. And uh, just talking about NASCAR and last weekend you had the uh, quite the entertaining race at Bristol. Yeah. You had... Uh, Chase Elliott getting into the side of Joey Logano at the end of the race there. Oh, it's a shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, that made me happy. And, uh, you know, I, I do like Brad Keselowski. I'm, I'm no fan of Logano, and uh, I'm no fan of Chase Elliott either. So Second uh, win of the year. Yeah, I know. And, you know, it was funny because after he won his first race, um, Which he kind of lucked into. Well, he lucked into this one, right? Both, yeah. You know, it. Uh, they were saying how the pressure is off because uh, you know Paul Wolf went to uh, you know went to a different team and 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 won with uh, with Logano, right? And uh, and Brad had his new crew chief, and and they were so far in the season shut out of victory lane. And uh, now he's got two wins, bang bang, and uh, and he's back. So it uh, it's good to see. Good to see. Brad Kozlowski was a great champion, 
And, you know, I'll never forget him after Miami just sitting there getting hammered yeah. on Miller Lite on all the uh, the post-race shows and all that. And, uh, you know, you could tell he was having a ball, and I think he represents uh, a Na- NASCAR well. Well, I like I like Brad, Kels- uh, Brad Keselowski, Easy even though it used to be Brad Keselowski uh, when his father and his uncle ran. Back in the day, but uh, you know he's someone that respects the the sport, knows the history, acknowledges the history, and knows the history. So I kind of give, give him kudos for that. Yeah. Question for you, Jeffrey. Hit me. How many wins does Brad Keselowski have in his Cup Series career? I want to say fifteen. That's what I was thinking. Fifteen, twenty. Yeah. Thirty-two already. He's got thirty-two wins. Thirty-two. Wow, I wouldn't agree. I think I think you would ask most knowledgeable NASCAR fans. I think most of them would go with the under, yeah, or would guess under like we just did. I wouldn't have said anywhere over twenty, but uh, hey, good for him. Thirty-two. Wow, that uh, it's his thirty-second win in three hundred eighty-six NASCAR Cup Series races. Wow, he's won for the third time in twenty-one starts at Bristol Motor Speedway. And jumps to fourth place in the NASCAR Cup driver standings. Yeah, it's amazing how at Bristol there's an ebb and flow. You know, I remember, you know, it, a handful of years ago when Kurt Busch dominated Bristol. And, uh, you know, uh, you just have different drivers that dominate at different times. And, uh, you know, kind of like uh, Denny Hamlin in the Daytona 500 lately. Well, how about uh, Ryan Blaney? Boy, that was... That, that was, was my tough. pick. That was my pick, too. He was running damn good, too. Last place. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And total I, screw job. And I take Ricky Crash Stenhouse. And, uh, you know. Yeah, why he, did you do that? He, well, he sh- Even I, though it really wasn't his fault, but. It, it wasn't. This was one time where it wasn't his fault. But, uh, you know, because he usually runs well at the. Uh, at Bristol, and, uh, you know, he had a good car the week. You know, he would have the momentum and be able to build off that. And, you know, he he crashed like uh, like he tends to do. But, uh, <laughs> but yes, he uh, he did finish uh, ahead of, uh, of Blaney, and so I uh, at least patted myself on the back for that. Uh, Brad Kosalski, yeah, definitely was not a dominating performance. I mean, he did win. He, I mean, he led for 115 laps, uh, Denny Hamlin. Who was right up there too? Led for 131 laps. Uh, Kasalski finished stage one third and stage two ninth, but he was in that kind of in that group. You got to position yourself to be in position to win when a situation like this happens, and he certainly did. But the hats, uh, tip of the hat to Clint Boyer, finally got a decent finish this year. Same thing with Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson has looked very good at times, but has not had the results and had the disqualification. Uh, he finishes third. Uh, then he had Kyle Busch, Eric Jones, who's been running better. He's kind of been running under the radar, hasn't he, Eric Jones? He has, and, uh, you know, I thought he was going to run uh, really well uh, a race or two ago, and he ended up, you know, he, he was making his way up. I, I believe it was at Charlotte, and, uh, you know, just started cracking the top ten, and then I think he blew a tire, and... Uh, and crashed out of that one and finished second to last or something like that. So, uh, you know, Eric Jones has been very consistent. And, uh, 
you know, he's got good equipment week in, week out, and, uh, you know, eventually the results are going to come for him. And your favorite driver, Austin Dillon, finishing six. Kurt Busch, who we mentioned about, uh, we'll talk about more in the next segment, uh, finishing seventh. William Byron, who's been uh, very, I, I think, has made that kind of like that next step on uh, that 24 car. Uh, he's been looked is looked very good in most of the races this year. Has yeah. not, not not necessarily put it put together everything for that one. You know, you know, yet, not the but, perfect race right. yet, but yeah, he's getting close. Christopher Bell finally is showing something. Get a getting a top ten, and also our our uh, show favorite Bubba Wallace also getting a top ten. Uh, also, also John Hunter Nemechek. We've been very critical over the last uh, about year or so on this show. Uh, another another top five, another top fifth, or you got a top ten earlier this a couple of races ago. Get to the, uh, gets a top fifteen, and uh, good good run for the thirty eight car. Yeah, it was it was you know shout out to Bubba Wallace. You know he obviously in subpar equipment to bring that sucker home tenth at Bristol is phenomenal. This race broke the uh, top 10 streak for Kevin Harvick. He comes home 11th. Uh, so he just missed out on on extending his uh, his streak of top 10 finishes. Shout out to Michael McDowell, 14th. That's a, a strong run. Mm-hmm. Ryan Newman has been, you know, has raced well since coming back from, uh, you know, what we thought was a mm-hmm. very uh, near-death uh, experience and uh and you know he brings it home fifteenth and Kenseth in sixteenth. So, yeah. so the then the flip side, of course, of Ryan Newman who, who or Ryan Blaney who we mentioned uh, finishing fortieth, and then Alex Bowman too. Tough break for him. He looked very well at times early on in the race, finished thirty seventh. So uh, we'll look for those two drivers to rebound. We'll see what they can do. Uh, this weekend in Atlanta. Let's take a quick break now. When we come back, I want to talk about the Xfinity race that they ran on Monday. That was pretty entertaining, too. So we'll be back after this on the Final Inspection Show. to the final inspection show make sure you get out to great lakes dragway this weekend for the summit super series this weekend a lot of fun all these things to do at great lakes dragway just uh burnout west of i-94 on county kr great lakes dragway the legendary great lakes dragway in union grove talking nascar and of course we had uh, uh monday night monday night racing yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Xfinity race. Uh, it was the Cheddar's 300 at Bristol, and uh, entertaining race. I really, I really liked that race. I, 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 we, I, we sound like a broken record sometimes, but we've been a big proponent for NASCAR racing on the weeknights, and uh, was kind of disappointed this was postponed, and then they redid it to Monday. I'm like, no, nah, that's. That's fine. I'll do Monday night Xfinity. We almost forgot it though. I texted you. You're like, oh, 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 because I I know, I remembered it Sunday night after the Cup race, and I gave myself a, a reminder because, you know, you you know, back to work now, and you're you're doing stuff, and the weather's nice, and next thing you know, you're flipping through the channels, and I was afraid to. Oh, here's an Xfinity race with twenty laps to go. <laughs> so I made sure. I made I gave myself a note to make sure I taped it and 
I was watching it, and uh, uh, Noah, Noah Gregson, Junior Motorsports. Well, let's kind of walk through the race here. Uh, started off with uh, uh, our buddy uh, in the 10 car, the Watermelon Man. Chastain. Ross Chastain and uh, Cindric, Austin Cindric getting together. And it, it was a lot like the cup race, you know, your your favorite term, grip level. <laughs> uh, we had oh, oh, and then I want to I wanted to bring this up. The eighteen car, Riley Herbst. Yeah, is he trying too hard? Yeah, or is it a talent thing, or a combination of both? I think it's a combination of both. You know, he. Uh... That was really a not ready for prime time moment for him. No, no, it wasn't. That uh, lights were bright and uh, he threw up all over his shoes. So he started, he's, you know, in the front, starting up front and uh, starting next to Noah Gregson and just comes off a two and is pushed into the middle and tries to move up. There's no room and just, just, just. Well, as 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 uh, Kyle Bush said, bad bad positioning. Yeah, I think is what he termed. He, looked, he let the car slide up, and and then he kind of forced it, and he should not have. And that the move was worse than what you would expect to see in the Arca series. You know, it uh, or comp, c- comparable. I mean, he's uh, yeah, he he has not shown the results. No, no, he hasn't. You know. But then when you look at it and you look at the equipment that he's in, Noah Gregson hasn't either. So, you know. Well, what do you mean? He's finally, you know, he won at, at Bristol. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's got, what, one other win? Well, I'll tell you what. I've been very I've been very hard on, on Brandon Jones. Mm-hmm. And Brandon Jones, finally, like, the light finally kind of went off, it seems like. And there, there's a learning curve. And, uh, learning curves can be different with drivers. And it, it's the same thing with with uh, you know young ball players and young drivers. Don't necessarily judge them on how bad they look, but how 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 good they look when they're doing well, I guess. And there's and we've seen we've seen glimpses of of Noah Gregson looking pretty good, and 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 Monday night was definitely a, a, a bright spot for him. Uh, and Chase Chase Briscoe, of course, finished second. He's on the road to stardom. He's the he's the next guy up, as they'd like to say, uh, and he's got the backing of Ford, uh, Brandon Jones. But he, there's another guy. He looked awful. He was wrecking a lot of cars. I'm like, you know, he's at the backing of Menards. He's got sponsors. I'm like, oh, what do you guys see in this guy? Now, in the, over the last six months, he's actually been showing some results. Now he got top three yeah. on Monday night. Harrison Burton, I think, is is talented, just very, very young. Mike Snyder, there's another kid who's just is going to be his. He's, if he's going to, you know, there there there's times, there's pivotal bullet points, whatever you want to call them, in a driver's career, where are very important. And Mike Snyder, I think, is one of those guys is at a very, very important part of his career. And yeah. he's got a top five. He's another guy who's who's looked good at times, but has made a lot of boneheaded young mistakes. As somebody, I mean, he's a very young driver, very very young, inexperienced driver, but he's he's looked good, and he gets a top five there. So, 
You know, it uh, yeah, it was a good finish for for Myatt Snyder. I think he's you know he definitely has the talent, so he just he needs to put it together, and uh, I I think he will. I think he will. I'll tell you, I'm surprised with with Harrison Burton. I I didn't think I thought he was too young to, you know, to uh, to be running. He's been uh, pushed up, but he got pushed up quick. But if you you know. Um... Using his dropping his name again, David Hobbs is one one guy that he's always said that if you win if you win or you're winning in a series and you're a young driver, make the jump. Don't wait. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're succeeding in a series in a in an entry, you know whatever it is on open wheel or stock car, move up. So if you're winning in ARCA, make that jump. If you're winning in you know expen- you know. And it's harder to do now than it was back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s and whatnot. But I, I think with Harrison Burton, he, he was progressing. No, I think I think he's fine in the Xfinity Series. He's going to need to stay a couple years, obviously. But put him in that series, and that's where he's going to have to kind of cut his racing teeth. Yeah. Does that know, make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. We'll see. You know, he's still got to show me some, some more before uh... – before I'm on board with him, but I mean that 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 battle with uh, Gregson and uh, Allgaier, Allgaier at the end was fantastic. That was good racing. Yeah, it was. That was. And once again, it was guys. You know, it was almost like running on ice at times. These are guys that were pushing the cars to the limit. Once again, grip level. <laughs> the term of the weekend, and uh, I'm about you ready know, to choke uh, you. You, got, you know, Gregson threw the car in there. And and you know his his stuck. He was able to get it through. You know, whereas Algar, who's got the experience, guy comes from dirt car racing, dirt track racing, USAC, and everything. He wasn't able to. Yeah, and it's disappointing because I I was definitely screaming at my TV rooting for Algar in that battle, and uh, obviously it didn't turn out the way that I wanted. But uh, you know most things don't, so I, I'll live with that and move on. But uh, that was that was a hell of a battle. That was a hell of a battle, and uh, you know it is one of the rare times that we can say that the Xfinity race not only delivered but brought one hell of a show. And uh, it doesn't happen often. We rail on them often, yeah. but we definitely have to tip our hat when they're due, and they are due. Uh, that was this a good. Week that was sure. fun. I, that was really. I had a lot of fun watching it, and there's a Monday night that's even more of a bonus. And I, I you know. Love him or hate him, but you got you know Kyle Busch was. I thought he was really good. Him and his brother Kurt doing the commentary. I enjoyed it. It was they were. I thought they were brought in. They brought in insightful comments, and they were bringing in opinions, which I want to see. They weren't afraid to say, uh, like when Herbst, you know, got in that wreck. Well, yeah, they you know he didn't put his car where it should have been. He was kind of showing. I like that when the drivers are tell me. Well, in this position, this is what you need to do. Right. Or this driver is mad because he did not do that. That's the kind of stuff we as fans, we as television viewer are looking for. And uh, we, I hope that Jeff Gordon is not afraid to tell us that. Well, and that's the reason why Jeff those Gordon. guys are there, because we don't know. Right. You know, I, I've i never sat in a NASCAR and drove 500 miles now, granted, uh, against these guys. It's harder the, more, the longer you're out of the car, and we saw that with DW, you know, the longer you're out of the car, the harder it is. 
Wow. And and we we see and you see everybody's raving about Tony Romo. Oh my God, this guy is protect because he's so close. He was playing. He went right from a player. Boom, number one team. You know he knows. He still sees the schemes. He's close enough. He understands what what they're doing. What they're calling on the field. Same thing with Jeff Gordon. He had just gotten out of the car. He knows how the what the cars are doing. He 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 feels. You know he understands it. But that. That every year, it's a little less, a little less, a little right. less, and then you know, next thing you know, you're going boogity boogity boogity. You don't know what the hell is going on, and you just become a caricature of yourself. Yeah. So hopefully that won't happen to Jeff Gordon. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some IndyCar racing coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 